0: Good day everyone. you're listening to Time for Your Hobby and this is episode 167, The Workout for the Mind and Soul. I'm your host Alex and today I have the honor to have Sarah as my guest on the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm really good, thank you. How are you?
0: I am doing fantastic. It's been a while since I've done an interview, so hopefully I haven't lost my interview mojo, my interview tactics to, well tactics, ways of speaking to other humans, so (laughs) I'm pumped up for this one. But yes, before we jump into the topic of today, which is yoga, I'm sure the listeners would love to know who is Sarah.
1: (laughs) I am. um, I'm Sarah. I'm from the UK. I live just outside of London. Um, I've just recently finished um, a master's in psychology. So my current goal at the moment now is to um, put that into play with it with a job, um, something to give back to the community, and, and something in inverted commas as I put it, useful in society. So that's that's, that's, that's
0: who I am. <laughs> well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, that's, uh, that's a big milestone. And hopefully uh, I heard, well, I didn't hear, but you told me that you used some of my podcasts in your dissertation. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm excited to read that as well. And hopefully uh, somebody listening from the UK would like to give Sarah a job listening to this podcast episode. It has happened once before. <laughs> we can make it happen again. So uh, anybody who's listening would like to give Sarah a job. Hey Sarah would not say no right yeah
1: definitely get in touch (laughs) now
0: (laughs) right now pause the episode contact Sarah give her a job and then finish the episode
1: (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) that sounds good
0: (laughs) but you know what we'll get back into that we'll give a shout out at the end to give you a job but today we're gonna be talking about your hobby of yoga but before we get into yoga I'm sure the listeners would love to know where they can find you online if you have any social media links websites projects or anything at all it could be related to yoga it could be related to absolutely anything at all
1: Yeah I mean I am um, I've quite have my Instagram account I guess that's that's kind of where my social media is mainly um and that's that's it that's a mix of of some yoga poses and um life cooking baking
0: <laughs> just a little bit of everything just to get a taste of the personality of Sarah, right?
1: (laughs) That's it. It's a bit of everything, to be honest. It all used to be food, but I've expanded now into other things. My dog (laughs) features on there quite a bit as well.
0: When you said expanded, I, I imagine for a second this expanded as in yoga, you expand, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've opened up my mind to the other possibilities before you can take pictures of.
0: <laughs> well, you know what, that's perfect. I'll put those links down below so people can go check it out and see your expanding journey in different areas and just see your lovely, lovely personality. So yes, today we're just going to jump into the topic of yoga. So how did you actually get introduced to doing yoga?
1: Yeah, it was um, many years ago now um, when I first started going to the gym, which was probably when I was about 15 or 16. um, And there was a class there called Body Balance, which I think they still do, which is a mixture of um, Pilates, Tai Chi and yoga. I've always just really enjoyed doing that. It's almost um, sort of time where you're not focused on anything except for your body. So I used to do that with a friend. Um, I used to go with my mom every now and again. From there, as I've sort of, I moved to gyms and then they did yoga classes specifically. And I always just felt really great after doing it, which is sort of how I got into it more. And then I guess it's my yoga teachers that have kind of cultivated that, I guess. They've, they're have they the ones that have taught me, made it enjoyable, helped me progress. Um, one of them, Michelle, who had a a yoga retreat, which I guess that's when I sort of really got into it. Um, It was just a chilled weekend um, with about seven ladies, no other agenda than just to chill, do yoga and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, so since then I've been to um, the Om Yoga show in London, which was brilliant i met some lovely people there as well and then since then i've um well since lockdown and there's no no yoga studios open and there was no gyms open there's um obviously the online world of it as well with classes and things and there's just so much out there for you to do so um sort of a steady a steady long journey i guess more sort of concentrated i've got into yoga i guess the more regular I've done it and then the more I've gotten out of it.
0: So it sounds like it's a really community-based, like you found you and a bunch of other ladies, wonderful people who enjoy doing it. And you also mentioned your mom. We used to work out with you. Does your mom do yoga with you as well now or have you done yoga with your mother?
1: Yeah, we, we as I say, when I'm – so I used to live in Yorkshire. Um, we used to go together. We went on the yoga retreat together. So, yeah, we often so will sort of talk about our progress or how – the pose is going or something else to try um, when we're catching up and things. So I think my mum's always done it for a very long time. And then I think probably since the retreat, we've both kind of found it again.
0: Now, I know it's not a competition, but I have to ask, are there certain moves that you can do that your mother can't or vice versa? Your mother can do some moves that you can't and you say, you contact each other and you say, look what I can do. I master- mastered this move today.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Doing tree with your eyes shut is nigh on impossible but she can do that whereas um she, she gets concerned when i sort of start trying to do headstands and things and uh just <laughs> telling me not to injure myself um it's just been sort of brave enough i guess to to just try things but yeah we definitely definitely chat about that and different poses and sort of um different sort of alterations that you can do to each pose because each pose you can do They're really simply to get you into it and then it's, the more comfortable you get with it, the more you can do with it to make it more difficult.
0: I know it might be a really tough question because there's different variations, as you said, but let's say generally speaking, how many moves can you do? Let's say mastered.
1: Oh my gosh, I've never thought about how many. The things like um, the wheel where you're sort of, as, as kids can do crab and things like that, that's something I've got better at um there's well there's if you go on my Instagram page, you'll see on my um profile picture. I can't remember what the pose is called, but you're basically sort of your belly's in the air and your arms and your legs are underneath you. You've folded yourself right up <laughs> and um i've I mean a headstand's taken me a long time to progress to, which I'm just about getting brave enough to do it without the wall um because I did have a bit of an accident when I was practicing outside my parents' house on some concrete, (laughs) which kind of made me back off a little bit. Yeah, I fell over backwards, but landed awkwardly. I didn't injure myself badly, but just enough pain to not want to do that again. So...
0: The next time, just a bunch of pillows or right beside a pool. So if you fall, you fall right into water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) for Sure, safety first.
0: (laughs) But I guess for a pool, you would have to have water surrounded around you, not just one side.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That that would be a new like pool yoga. I guess that would be new. Well, I've not tried that before.
0: You know we're, <laughs> we're pioneering just invented it's here. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just invented something. Uh, trademark pool yoga. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. We better paint in that.
0: <laughs> but you know what? We're talking about pool yoga, a thing that might or might not exist. But this is a good segue. What kind of yoga do you prefer to do?
1: Well, I didn't really appreciate how many types of yoga there was um, when I first first got into it. It was very much Ashtanga yoga, which is a series of certain poses that you go through, it lasts about an hour and a half. And I used to have a really good teacher up in York and would get progress each time. Um I did it, be able to fold forwards more, be able to touch the floor, things like that. And then since sort of again referring back to that retreat, I've discovered um things like um yin yoga, which is really slow. You hold poses um with props that are designed to open up your like if you've got tight hip tight hips. So help open up your joints, help you relax. There's ones that you can do like to help with uh, digestion, things like that, which are a lot more sort of slowed down. There's mandala yoga, which I would say is probably my favorite because it's can it can be fast. I like something sort of fast-paced, a little bit feisty, difficult, something that make gives you a challenge. Um, but that moves around the mat. So your mat, you're not always facing forwards. All four sides are used. So you've got to have some coordination, which sometimes I struggle with, which, <laughs> which <laughs> leg is going forward. But then there's uh, rocket yoga, which again is another quite vast one. Um, and then something I've discovered over sort of Christmas time was yoga nidra, which is basically like yoga sleep. And if you have trouble sleeping, that is just such an amazing thing to do before bed. I'm sure you can find youtube videos of it and things like that but it's just very much about supporting your body on the floor with blankets bolsters cushions whatever you've got being comfortable and you just sort of float off into nowhere it's um it's lovely
0: now within those i know it might be hard to choose but is there is there one that you just despise maybe despise is a strong word strongly dislike <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say dislike, but I'd say I find difficult, and that is allowing myself to have the time to do nothing. So like the Yoga Ninja, I know it's good for me, but I haven't done it in probably months if I'm honest with myself, because I'm busy. I've got things to do. I need to do this, bring this person, see that person. And I, it's difficult to allow myself the time to say, no, actually, you can just chill out for half an hour and do nothing.
0: Are you saying adults have responsibilities? What? No. I <laughs> know. Oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> and for you, how long does a yoga session usually last?
1: I always used to have been quite regimented and want something to last an hour because it felt like if it doesn't last an hour, it's not worth doing. But as I've progressed and got over myself, I've realized actually, even just doing a short 10 minute like sequence it can actually be beneficial if you don't have time to do something. But typically, it would last between half an hour to an hour a luxury would be an hour and a half but the longer classes like that are usually there's a lot more sort of settling in and breathing work before you start the actual sequence and then at the end you have the the savasana pose which is where you literally just lay on the floor and let what you've just done sort of sink in and wash over you and just give you a chance to give yourself a chance to relax before you get up and carry on with the rest of your day so I'd, I'd say typically 20 minutes half an hour to an hour
0: that's my favorite move i do that all the time without the rest of the yoga aspect exactly. i just lay lay down on the ground like ah relax de-stress <laughs>
1: That's it, and that's i guess that's kind of what yoga ninja is is like and it's um it's just even more comfortable <laughs> it is the best place
0: <laughs> My wife is currently pregnant and she's doing some pregnancy yoga. So that's a whole different set of yoga that adds into the category of different types of yogas. So it'll go within pool yoga and hot yoga and skydiving yoga, if that's a thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've done hot yoga. That That is very cool. I like that.
0: What about cold yoga?
1: Um, I don't know if you can do cold <laughs> yoga because you, you'd need your muscles to be warm. Um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm in Canada. I don't know if winter time. Somebody's thinking of it. You're like, you know what? If there's hot yoga, there's cold yoga. Yeah, let's do it. Minus what? Minus yeah. thirty Celsius. Let's do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fine, we can do this.
0: <laughs> step away from the weather aspect. Does your diet play a big role when it comes to your wor- uh, yoga workout routine?
1: Yeah, no, I'm very much. i would do it. I'd much rather do it on an empty stomach, just with the amount of stretching and twisting. I couldn't imagine anything worse than having just eaten and then then doing that. Um, if I do if I do eat before, I try and make it sure it's like two and a half hours at least before um I do yoga. But I tend to do yoga in the morning, and I don't eat breakfast till late anyway, so that it it all slots in perfectly.
0: <laughs> so actually, so you just mentioned you do it in the morning. Do you ever do it in the evening, or just like morning is like this is my go to wake up routine?
1: Yeah, I'd say the morning is. I'll take the dog out for a walk, then I'll come back. And yeah, it's it's kind of my wake-up routine. I'll do um, the more calming yoga stuff in the evening. So like a yin yoga, if I feel like my muscles are really tight, or if I've allowed myself the time to um to just do a more sort of relaxing pre-bedtime thing, then I, I will do it in the evening as well. But it, not the more feisty sort of fast-paced stuff would be in the morning.
0: Now, I have a very stupid question, but you mentioned you have a dog. Does your dog ever interrupt you while you're doing your yoga, or participates and does yoga with you?
1: (laughs) She she likes to sort of wander across every now and again. If I'm because I live in a flat, so there's not like loads of room. If I'm sort of twisting over and and encroaching in her space, she'll let me know. (laughs) (laughs) She is quite funny because if if the mat comes out, she will get up, have sort of stroll onto it, and then start doing. Down with doggy on it. So <laughs> she partakes in her own way.
0: <laughs> She's like, I got to test out this mat. Okay, okay, it clears out. It's safe. There's no weapons. There's no poison. All right, you can use it. Go ahead. Um, let me just take a nap on it first.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she does.
0: And for you, when you say you do it in your flat, you do it at the gym, do you have, let's say, a preferred place to do yoga? Do you prefer only at a gym, home, outside? Is there one area that's like, it just, it's just, it's very surreal, it's very relaxing for you to do it?
1: Um, To be honest, I haven't really done it outside that much. Um, I took my boyfriend to his first yoga class just recently as we were coming out of lockdown. Um, There was a yoga class outside that my yoga teacher held. So we did it outside. I think doing it outside probably is the nicest thing because then when you're laying there at the end and you can just feel the breeze, and I guess it's a bit like holiday sort of feeling, you're just lying there, chilling out. but to be honest, I enjoy doing it wherever I do it. I enjoy doing it in classes with other people because you get that sort of energy as well. And having a live teacher who can then help you progress or help you perfect your alignment or something like that is useful as well. Um, obviously I've not had that since we've been in lockdown and I've just been doing classes from, um, my laptop. So
0: no i get the feeling like for this podcast i really do enjoy having face-to-face conversations with people but sometimes it's impossible because like you and i you're in the uk i'm in canada it would be pretty hard i don't think i have the <laughs> money to send you over to come here do a one hour interview and send back that'd be impractical but <laughs> 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 but yoga, okay. it does have a different type of energy that would be more pleasant like you said to have other people around you people encouraging you and you can teach other people how to do things. Actually, speaking about teaching, did you ever teach anybody how to do new moves or just yoga in general?
1: I haven't, no. Um, all I've sort of done is discussing it, things with my mum or encouraging her to try things. I've, in classes as well, is quite nice because there isn't an agenda. Nobody's trying to be better than somebody else. They're, they'll often be a sort of part of the class that will come to inversions so of doing headstands and everybody's at different levels so if you know there's people there and they're they're trying things or afterwards we're discussing oh I didn't realize that actually your core has so much to do with getting your legs in the air it's not about propelling yourself or just balancing on your head there's a lot more to it so in terms of actual teaching though and I at the moment that's something I would want to do but in terms of like discussing it and this and discussing um techniques and things like that with other people, then definitely I'll be I am the person that's there at the end chat chat chatting away. <laughs> so I just I love it and I, I enjoy seeing people progress with things but also I want to know, well how did you do this? How did you find it because one like one way won't always work for all people. Um and you don't find that out unless you speak to people and try things and except that there isn't just one way or one person doesn't just know the the best way.
0: Yeah, it's not one of those one size fits all kind of like shirts or shoes. It's everybody has their own different shoe size there. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses as well. So you got to work on your strengths and improve your weaknesses. And let's say if you do ever come to Canada, I will be your dummy till you can teach me <laughs> yoga. I have very little to no experience. I am very unbalanced. I used to be more flexible, but not anymore. So I I am a blank canvas for you to teach me all your yoga moves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely take you up on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for you, what would you say is the best part about yoga on a personal and an emotional level?
1: I think on a personal level, it's I used to be very much a gym bunny and it would be like, how much can you put on a set of weights etc whereas with yoga you can progress every time you do a practice if you fall over if you try something and you you can't hold it or you can't quite, quite get your arm into a bind it doesn't matter it's just about trying there's no agenda and there's actually no wrong so for me I feel like it's nice to move my body in that way and i just i find i i get um satisfaction out of it i guess um i mean i can remember when i was a child and seeing my mum do the splits and that inspired me to be able to do the splits and i i now can but i wasn't able to do it the first time i tried i have to sort of warm up and it's it's not just a case of well just do the splits <laughs> just do a headstand but um it it's just progression all the time and i think on an emotional level it's um I guess yoga probably has a bit of a stereotype of being, oh, people is just for flexible people or hippies that want to meditate. But I think that that has what it, that's on an emotional level, what it has allowed me to do is sort of remove myself from all the busyness of life or the stress of trying to find a job, for example, um, and just spend time just literally focusing on yourself and your body without having to think about anything. And I guess it's very much. Precedent now with mental health and lockdown and people being isolated, It sort of helps you deal with things like that. It gives you the headspace to be able to just actually clear your mind of everything. Often your mind will catch a, a drift of something, or oh, I've got to do this later, or, or oh, what does he think because I've done this? It's very much about just trying to be in the present because I think if you're trying to think about the future or if you're ruminating about the past, that's when you find yourself having anxiety and agitations. Whereas if you can just try and be in the present and just live for that present moment, that sort of helps you relax a little bit.
0: Has it ever happened to you, let's say you had a very long day, you, whether you went out to do something or just a stressful day and you just come home, you don't do anything else. You're like, you know what? I need to do yoga first and then I can go on with my day.
1: Yeah. And I think that's um, something I've, I've learned because again, as I saying, going back to like, not letting yourself have the time to to concentrate on yourself and yeah there has been times where i've come back or want to do is oh i need to do like write some emails or oh god it's really late i need to go to bed but i know if i just spend even just 15 20 minutes just doing it a little bit of sort of soothing yoga yin yoga it just calms all your mind down you can kind of park everything that's been going on or that is got to go on tomorrow and then it lets you rest and sleep easier because you've calmed down before you've tried to sleep.
0: Now, this might be a very odd question, but have you ever tried doing yoga with different items? So like things you can roll on, try to do new positions, or let's say even in the shower, you have like a hot shower and the water's hitting you and you're just doing a pose and it just relaxes the muscles or anything like that.
1: There, I mean, to be fair, there are there are things you can use. We When we were doing, I've done um, like a yoga course over Christmas time and they were like, wheels that you can use to help you get into back bends um, and doing things with other people um, so where you sort of you can bend backwards and kids can just flip straight into a wheel they don't have any fear <laughs> in there they can just do that whereas as an adult you you it's more difficult so when um, you can use things like the wall to sort of walk your hands down but also have somebody or two people one either side of you just to support your back and make sure you You don't get stuck halfway down. I mean, to be honest, with working from home, there's some sort of sitting like yin positions that I I will sit in and work at my laptop just because actually it's more comfortable for me to sit like that or sit on a bolster or something than it is in an office chair. So, um, yeah, I guess yoga is sort of creeping into everyday positions and uh, (laughs) everyday activities.
0: This is another stupid question, but have you ever, let's say for a moment, you saw it raining outside, you're like, you know what, I'm going to go do yoga in that, just to have the feeling of rain while stretching.
1: (laughs) That is an awesome idea. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't done that. Um, And we've had some torrential rain (laughs) recently, but... Do you know what? Next time that happens, I might just do that. That does sound like an awesome idea.
0: Yeah, because the rain will wash away the sweat.
1: (laughs) That's it. Definitely. I'll have to make sure I've got some some grippy gloves and socks on otherwise i'll be sliding about everywhere
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's the new yoga style slip and slide yoga <laughs>
1: that's it again we're just reading out the new yogas here
0: <laughs> this is like a a mind uh, mastermind session where we're just coming up with new yoga ideas <laughs> <laughs> now for you do you have any inspirations when it comes to the world of yoga anybody you look up to whether it's your mother or a very famous uh, yoga teacher or your own yoga teacher or anybody else
1: my mum doing it for such a a, for a long time. She, she'd been doing it before I was born. Um, and obviously she's still doing it now. And I enjoyed doing it with her. But very much, I guess my main inspiration is my yoga teacher who I met at my present day gym, Michelle. She's just so much fun. And she's not serious and she's silly. But still, she she absolutely gets the best out of you or, or gives you that confidence to, to try headstands again or to just be brave enough to take some blocks away when you're trying to do the splits and just to just to try things those are the two sort of main people there are a couple of yoga teachers that i follow um adam hoke he's really good and again he's another one that just makes it fun which sounds ridiculous but I, i guess it's just their attitude and their personality that comes out in what they do some yoga teachers can be very boring. There's been yoga sessions online that I've just switched off and done something else because I can't get into it if you like. And, um, so yeah, there's definitely different styles of of yoga teacher, but I'd say my main inspiration was Michelle.
0: I could just imagine Michelle just yelling at you, not yelling at you like in a violent way, but she's like, come on, you could do it. You could do it. And you're like, no, I can't, I can't. She's like, yes, you could do it. And then once you do it, she's like, wow. I actually thought you didn't weren't able to do it, but you did it. I was just <laughs> yelling, <laughs> and you'd be like, "What? What?" <laughs> I have friends like that. That, They're
1: has, like, it, that has happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, "You could do it. You could do it." I'm like, wow, I didn't actually think you could do it. Like, what? You were telling me I could do it. Yeah, I was just bluffing.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, this is, I can't. I wish I could pronounce the pose that I'm doing in my Instagram profile picture, but that was one that I did. Um, during a course with her, and she'd like turned around. She's like, What you've done it? Hang on a minute, let me get my camera. I need to take a picture of this. Wait there. And meanwhile, I'm so sort of folded up thinking <laughs> that I'm gonna have to come out of this in a minute. I can't breathe.
0: <laughs> I can imagine she's like, Yeah, let me- Oh, wait, actually, I have a phone call. Can you just hold that post for a second? This this is really important. You're like, yeah. okay, yeah. 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's only gonna be another minute, another 30 minutes later. <laughs>
1: She's, yeah, she's a brilliant person. She's lovely.
0: Well, shout out to Michelle for inspiring you and helping you out. And it sounds like you have a lovely friendship.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started doing yoga?
1: Well, probably two things and they sound like stupid little things. Um, But being just brave enough to try things. I, I mean, there's one that I've just done this week that I haven't been able to do before. So where you go from a crow, which is um, just balancing on your hands with your elbows basically in your armpits, and then you can tip forward into a tripod headstand. Before this week, I've sort of I've seen them do it. I've gone, no, there's no way I can just tip my all my weight forward onto my head. But this week, I was brave enough to just give it a go, and I did it, and I did it successfully. So it's been brave enough to let yourself go I think that's probably been a a challenge whereas before I might be too scared to do something in case I failed or couldn't do it and then the other challenge again would be around this whole time thing which transpires I seem to have a problem with (laughs) (laughs) but um, (laughs) just I will I guess even like going through doing um, uni recently I've sort of it's battling with that priorities thing. Yeah, you need time for yourself about, oh, God, I need to do some more research or I need to do some more reading. I need to go to the library and just been like, do you know what? It's an hour. It's not going to make a massive dent on the library session. And in fact, it probably do yourself better just to have a bit of exercise, rest, rest your mind and then start again fresh. So I I guess those are the two sort of things I would battle with the most is just being brave to have a go and not worry if you fall over. And just, yeah, allowing yourself the time, which I guess is why I do it in the morning because then it it's a habit. I've done it. Whereas if I get to the end of the day, I'm too tired to do it. And all I want to do is just flop, <laughs> eat my dinner and go to <laughs> bed.
0: It just collapse when you get <laughs> home. It's just, you open a door and the mattress is right there. You just fall onto the mattress.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean.
0: So what you're saying is it's important to make time for your hobby.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I I, I mean, I, I guess we're, we would all be guilty of that i mean talking about hobbies and i was discussing um as obviously you mentioned i used your podcast um as part of when i was doing my dissertation which then sort of led me to talk about hobbies with my parents and things like that and we were Mm. discussing yeah that actually we all have these things we like doing but we don't often don't allow ourselves enough time to to do them
0: and with yoga time is important you gotta take your time with yoga you can't rush it
1: Mm, yeah definitely
0: unless it's speed yoga if that's a new category again once again we're coming up with these ideas
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this I guess that's what rocket is like rocket yoga is kind of speed yoga (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm, yeah (laughs) <laughs> Got to have some goggles and some like elbow pads just in case of some serious injuries and some collisions. Actually, odd segue, did you ever injure yourself while doing yoga? I know you had that fall from the wall. I don't know if you injured yourself, but have you actually ever injured yourself from yoga?
1: I've never done any, oh my gosh, I need to touch some wood. I've never done anything <laughs> serious. There's just that time that I remember falling on the concrete on my back in a sort of, was a very flat way. If I'd have sort of landed a bit more flexibly, I might have been a bit less injured and then um I was not that long ago to be fair doing um crow again but on the side and then so you have two arms say to the right of you your knees and your hips are on your two elbows and then you split your legs out I did face plant the floor but fortunately that didn't hurt uh, to begin to begin with I thought I, I could have done something fairly injurious but I was fine I was able that was when I was on a lunch break from work but (laughs) I was able to continue work afterwards so that was fine I have broken my back before but that was that was through sledging or something like horse riding or yoga you might think that I would have injuries from but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah don't worry I've injured myself a few times while podcasting it's a very dangerous hobby (laughs)
1: i could probably hurt myself doing it
0: (laughs) Uh, knowing me murphy's law i will find myself away yoga i've injured my earlobe how alex it's just i fell flat on the side of my head somehow doing a pose (laughs) another side topic uh what are some of your pet peeves when it comes to yoga in other words what are some common etiquettes
1: (laughs) allowing enough space around your mat if somebody sort of comes and puts their mat right on top of yours when there is just no need you know just give us all a little bit of breathing space i think <laughs> that's probably the main one and then um not my pet peeve but i think what might be other people's that um my mum and i went to a hot yoga session actually not long after christmas and um we must have put on which a studio we'd not been to before and we must have put our mats in um somebody else's place which I, I'm not sure if that went down very well. We didn't realize, but yeah, I guess regulars will have their regular spots where they like to be. So, I guess for some people that would be <laughs> that would be a pet peeve.
0: It's kind of odd how they are not flexible in a hobby that is known to be a flexible. Like you just got to be <laughs> relaxed. And you're like, no, this is my spot. I need this spot exactly. That's the only spot I can get that specific pose. I'm like, okay, goddamn, okay. <laughs>
1: That's it. I think there definitely are some people like that, unfortunately.
0: Well, to go on the same train of thought, I guess, what are some misconceptions about people who do yoga? You talked about how it's the misconception that it's all flexible people, all Zen people. What what other misconceptions or anything you can elaborate on?
1: Yeah, I mean... When you say to people, oh, "I do yoga," they go, "Oh, you must be really flexible." Then, can you do the splits? And it's like, hang <laughs> on a minute. It's not about. It's not about like tying yourself in knots. I think the probably the main misconception of yoga is actually that it's a yoga itself. As I've discovered, is a whole philosophy and a lifestyle. Um, there's a lot more to it than just doing poses. Like just doing the poses is kind of the last thing. Or about even just things like not doing harm to yourself and others and uh, techniques of breathing, which I didn't know about until I sort of got into it a little bit more, which then also might give you the preconception of sort of fuddy-duddies doing yoga. But I think it is, it's is—it's a whole sort of mind process as well as just doing the poses, if you like. And I guess um misconceptions of it just being women, because there is a lot of women, that do it but actually a lot of the yoga teachers that i follow online are actually men and a lot of the sort of workshops i've been to are men as well so it is you know guys can definitely benefit from it just as much as women can but i guess there's a stigma attached to it that it's for flexible ladies in their in their leotards you know from <laughs> from years ago the other interesting thing is as well it's not it's not all just people or i don't know people that go to the gym that do it but anybody can do yoga it doesn't matter how big small tall short how flexible you are or aren't literally anybody any size any flexibility rate can do yoga so it's it's not it's not um specific to a certain type of person
0: basically what Sarah's saying is that if you breathe there you could do yoga it, yoga's for you
1: basically, that's it, definitely.
0: and yoga's for me too. I sometimes do it a little bit. Uh, I'm not an expert, but like yeah Sarah said, everybody goes at their own speed, you don't it's not a competition isn't, unless you it's Sarah versus her mother, and they're teaching other, each other new moves, but other than that, it is not a competition
1: <laughs> that's it, and it I, I think you've sort of hit the nail on the head saying, because that's what a lot of people say is, oh, I'm not an expert at it, or oh, you'll have to teach me it or it's not about being an expert, it's just about. It's just about being present on your mat and being there and having a go and walking away with, your, with a smile on your face. If that's, if that's all you've achieved from going to a yoga class, then you've done it.
0: Knowing me, maybe not the first few sessions, but afterwards I would walk away with a smile. The first ones I'd be walking around with, or walking away with pain on my face. Like, oh, okay. I, I overdid it, but <laughs> it was worth it. I feel better now. Yes. You can tell by my grin and all my sweat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah tell by my bruises it's all good
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah don't worry no, no no i'm not crying i'm not crying it's uh it's sweat It just got into my eye <laughs> okay maybe i'm uh, crying a little bit
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: what has yoga taught you in life
1: um i think it's taught me to slow down i think it's taught me to appreciate others if you like and just open your mind to understanding situations from Other people's points of view. It just makes you slow down and, you know, you might disagree, have an opinion on something that you disagree with whoever you're chatting to. I think it's made me, rather than just be thinking, well, that's not what I think, actually to open your mind to interesting what other people think, why they think that. It's not necessarily about being right or wrong, but just to open your mind up a little bit more. And just as I say, to sort of slow down a little bit. I think everybody's, the more technology and the more apps and things we have the faster and faster people's life moves and this is why we don't have time for our hobbies because we're so busy achieving things and I guess that's probably one of the things that it's really sort of taught me is to actually just make make time slow down an hour out of your day it's not you know it's neither here nor there on whatever you're doing And actually it could probably make you more productive because it just takes you away for something just for a little bit of time and then you can go back to something fresh again.
0: Yeah, taking time out of your day just to take some time for yourself is extremely beneficial for your well being, your mental health and a lot of other aspects. So you are absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think for a lot of people, that's whilst this whole sort of COVID pandemic thing has been on um, at the time, you know, we're sort of talking that, that's what a lot of people have realized and that's i guess what we've seen i've seen sort of locally is a lot more sort of families going out and families being together friends being together and appreciating your friendships and your hobbies and your time that you have you know we don't just live life to go to work (laughs) we should be living our lives as well
0: yeah live your life for yourself of course that seems pretty self-explanatory when you're in your mother's uh womb when you're being developed you're living for yourself you're not worrying about the world around you you're just doing you you do you and you should bring that philosophy for the rest of your life (laughs) that's it (laughs) and for you do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby
1: i think just just don't be scared of it just go you know if you if you've got a friend who you can go with and you can have a giggle with each other and i guess the hardest thing is is trying to find a yoga teacher that I mean, I've been very fortunate with who, who I've stumbled upon in my life. But if you go to a yoga class and you don't like it or you find it boring, then feel okay that you don't need to go to that one again. Try something on YouTube or there's various sort of yoga websites that have free classes and things like that. Just, just give it a go. Don't, don't be scared and don't feel like you have to achieve all these weird and wonderful poses that you sort of bring up in it, images in your head.
0: <laughs> and uh, i've asked this question at the beginning of the episode but i'll ask it again at the end so people can get a f- refresher do you have any social media links websites or even projects you're working on so people can come check you out and show you some love
1: yeah as i say my my main um social media is instagram i'm swe 11 on there and um, may or may not be interested in it um but mainly it's just pictures of there's some yoga poses on there some baking life i also do social media for a local butcher's. There's some random appearances of meat and random joints of meat. Uh, (laughs) My dog, sewing, that kind of thing.
0: Well, you know what? I have a very good friend of mine who's a butcher, so I know he will enjoy that. And uh, everybody else will enjoy everything else. They have to go enjoy it. It's, It's the law. It's the time for your hobby law. I've said it on many episodes. It's the law that stands. Who made the law? I did, but I mean, you don't need to listen to me, but it's still the law.
1: <laughs> That's it, it definitely stands.
0: <laughs> and now for the last question, the one that you might already know is coming, but I'll ask it anyways. Do you have any questions for me about yoga?
1: I'd just be interested to hear what your sort of perception of our guests like me and yoga was before you spoke to me
0: well actually i had a individual who i interviewed probably a year ago she's from south korea and she does yoga as well and she was telling me how she helped, yoga helped her for going through her scoliosis and for me when i was thinking like oh there's a lot of people who do yoga for mental reasons and for more physical reasons i never thought it was just hippies and people who do drugs that do yoga or people who are seeing. Alien to do yoga, I honestly see yoga as an activity that can be done by the young, the old, the big, the small, for anybody from any walk of life. And it's more of a, a journey to find yourself. That's It's an odd way, whether it's a journey to find your mental self, your physical self, just to find comfort in who you are and just go on with your day afterwards. That's a weird way of how I see yoga. Hopefully it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think you've summed it up. Much better than I have, because that is definitely how I feel. It's been a journey to find myself. And yeah, I just think it's so important for mental health as well.
0: Well, in that case, I will do a little bit more yoga, try it out, because sometimes I get lost, but I find myself. But I feel like yoga will be a great way to always find myself, leave, leave a little breadcrumb trail to find myself on the way back home. <laughs> in my mind, with doing yoga, that sounds weird. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on, and I had a wonderful time. I'm glad you used my podcast during your dissertation. It was cool. I'm excited to read it. Uh, You're such a lovely person. I hope – you're not doing yoga right now, are you? I could imagine you doing yoga while you're doing this episode. Like, you know what? I'm in the mood. (laughs) Yeah, I can just imagine all my guests – for now, I'm just imagining all my guests are doing their hobby while I'm talking to them even the ones who are scuba diving. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys want to learn more about Sarah, you should go check her out. I'll put all her links down below in the description. So it'll be very easy to find. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast and want to leave a review, you can. You can leave it on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or anywhere you can leave a review for a podcast. It's very helpful. Also, if you want to show us some more love, this is completely optional. You can buy merchandise. I sell merchandise on Redbubble with the Time for Your Hobby logo on things you do not need. But it's there. The link is down below. And the last thing, if you want to show some more support. Wow, so much support. Not needed, but it's there if you want to. I also have a Patreon with a bunch of cool, interesting tiers where I want to try to promote more and more hobbies. If you want to become a patron, you can do that. The link is down below. But what you do need to do is go show Sarah some love. So once again, thank you so much, Sarah.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.